0: Life Audio. Hey sis, and welcome to Inside Out with Courtney. It's a podcast that helps thousands of women all around the globe, just like you, growing Christ, character, calling, career, and community. Join me along with occasional guests as we talk about biblical truths, overcoming issues of life as Christian women, while also being encouraged and equipped for every good work as we await the return of Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Courtney Richard, and after a quick commercial break, we'll get ready to start growing from the inside out. And work life. Tune in for inspiring stories and interviews, actionable tips, and methods to do both home and work life. Because here, we believe you can do all things, just not all at once. Hi everyone, if you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Well, again, welcome to the show. Today, I'm going to be talking to you about standard operating procedures for Christian ministry leaders and entrepreneurs. But let me tell you something. I have a special guest on the show, and it happens to be my husband of 20 years, Kelvin Gohar Richard, who is also the founder of Lionheart. Hey, baby. What's happening? Oh, my. He's got that deep voice and stuff. Amen. Amen. Okay. Okay. I see you. All right. So we're going to be talking about standard operating procedures today. A lot of you know it as SOPs. And so you know what I like to do. I always like to break down words. And so with that being said, I love what Brampton Small Business Enterprise Center says. It says, an SOP is a procedure specific to your operation that describes the activities necessary to complete tasks in accordance with industry regulations, provincial laws, or even just your own standards running your business. Any document that is how-to falls into the category of procedures. So, an SOP, in fact, defines expected practices in all businesses where quality standards exist. SOPs are policies, procedures, and standards that you need in the operations, marketing, and administrative disciplines within your business to ensure success. Now, that was a mouthful. But I hope you got the point of what SOPs are all about. And so whether you are a ministry leader, whether you're the founder of your own ministry or an entrepreneur, then guess what? We're going to be talking about how to help you develop those SOPs, how to become more consistent, all the tips and all the things that we're going to be talking about today as it relates to your ministry or your business. So without further delay, let's go ahead and dive in. Now, the first thing that we're going to talk about is what you do in the morning. Like, how do you actually kick off your day? Like, when you roll out of bed, what does it look like for you? Because believe it or not, this is a part of your standard operating procedures as a ministry leader or as a business owner or entrepreneur. Okay. Calvin, can you tell me a little bit about your standard operating procedure? Like, what happens when you get up in the morning?
1: Why, certainly I can. So, um your Morning routine actually starts with your evening routine. So a lot of times people say how you start the day matters, but it it really depends on how you end the day. So planning for the next day makes a big difference. What is it you're planning on doing the next day? Uh, How do you wind down as you're getting ready for bed? The quality of sleep, you know, if you're setting up your your evening, your bedroom for all the things necessary for you to get a good night's sleep is going to affect the way you wake up in the morning. And so one thing that I uh, teach my my clients is what we call a three by three night routine. And it's three things that you won through the day. So three wins from the day. Also, three things you're grateful for. And it's okay if these things get a little bit redundant, but it's fine. Like plenty of times I'm grateful for my wife and my kids and ministry and business or whatever it may be, but just three things. And the last thing is three things that I want to win tomorrow. So, there's psychology behind it. There's the word of God behind it, where you're putting your petitions known to God. So, it's basically your petitions of those three by three night routines is a prayer as you go to bed. And it would be helpful if you write it down as well. And so, that's one of the things as far as ending the night. But then, of course, in the morning, um, first things is my devotion, my prayer time. And for me, it can vary, just depends on the season that I'm going through. Maybe uh, a particular devotion that's inside of a book. Um, One of my standard things I always fall back on is Proverbs, whatever the chapter is for the day. It's something I started off early when I first came to Christ, and it's something I follow pretty regularly.
0: I love how you talked about the Proverbs. That is so cool, Kel. When you think about it, like there's 30 days in a month. So just think about that. There's 30 days in a month. Sometimes there's 31. And so when you look at it in regards to Proverbs, there's 31 chapters. So you can totally incorporate this into your morning habit. Which kind of brings me into habit stacking. And do you want to talk a little bit more about what that looks like to habit stack, babe?
1: Sure. Habit stacking comes from the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. And so what it is, is you may have one habit that you do regularly. That's something that's part of your, your life that you do, like, since so you've been doing it for many years, whatever it may be. And you take the new habit that you want to incorporate or the new thing that you want to learn, and you stack them together, almost like workout buddies. So one thing you may want to do is you wake up and brush your teeth, as you should. So if you're brushing your teeth in the morning, you know, I have an electric toothbrush, and it takes me two minutes. So while I'm doing that, I may have a scripture reference. I may have my affirmations. I may have my goals, my vision, whatever it may be on an index card or a piece of paper that's put on the mirror right in front. So I'm reading that while I'm brushing my teeth. I can also do that while I'm you know, getting dressed, putting on clothes, uh, but I'm always going to brush my teeth. So if that's the case, that's a foundational habit. I take the new habit of memorizing scripture or listening to uh, Proverbs or whatever it may be and I stack those together. So now it's a new one that's put into place and like I said, a workout buddy, uh, accountability to the existing habit.
0: You know, I love how you said that because for me, habit stacking, like you talked about with brushing your teeth, like I do that in the morning, of course, like you said, right? (laughs) I don't have the electric Uh, What do you have the electric toothbrush toothbrush I don't have that but what I do is I will get up and then I will go and turn the coffee pot on and then I'll go back into the bathroom and then I will brush my teeth and then I go back and I pour my coffee and then I go and sit down and this is a morning routine for me so this is my morning routine when i get up this is that and so sometimes what i like to do is i have it stacked like my husband just talked about and i will have a book on the counter that i can actually read or i'll have the word of god there and i can actually read that but a lot of times what i'll do is i'll go sit down at my desk and begin my journal writing my prayer time and also getting into the word before i start my day so what i want to ask you is what would it look like for you to have a sack? Like if there's one thing that you can add, like for me, I added the devotion at the coffee pot. For you, that could be something else. So what could that be that can help you to have a great or a better morning routine? That way you're accomplishing some things and this will become your SOP. It'll be a part of your SOPs, your standard operating procedures. So next we're going to go into number two, which is devotion. Now we kind of started talking a little bit about that, but we're going to dive a little bit deeper into it. And so what I like to say is to start off your morning with God, whatever that looks like, whether that's prayer or devotion, whether that's reading a book, maybe it's a chapter you're starting off with and in a spiritual book that you're reading, maybe it's listening to the Bible app, the YouVersion Bible app or something like that. Maybe it's like listening to a teaching that's going to help you to grow in your walk with the Lord. So what does that look like for you? It could even be a podcast like mine. Amen. Okay. But what does that look like for you in your devotional morning routine? And let me tell you something. I do want to say this before Cal jumps in is this it doesn't necessarily have to be in the morning, but do tell God good morning some kind of way, right? Because he did wake you up in the morning. He did wake us up. And so we definitely want to go ahead and just say, you know, Lord, thank you so much for giving me a new day. So consider that being a part of your standard operating procedures, just to talk to God in the morning. But again, you don't have to be religious or, you know, uh too stringent on that. You can totally talk to him in the afternoon, all day like I do. Uh you can talk to him at night when you're going to sleep, however that looks like for you. But do incorporate it into your everyday routine. Babe, you got something?
1: Yeah, I only talk to God on Sundays. <laughs> uh so that's that's pretty much the only day I know. Um my mornings do vary. So sometimes as as uh you know, as you just said, there are certain times where you have to get into the thing of the day before your devotion. So I'm always going to pray and give God thanks and, and be grateful for, for uh, waking me up another day. But sometimes I may have more of an exhausted study. Um, I may have a shorter period of time. It just it just depends on what's going on in my life. But some mornings I have to get work started early um, as a coach or as in preparation for bringing kids to school, some of those things may change things up. So no matter what, I'm going to have a time in there in my schedule. That's one thing we'll talk about a little bit as far as having it in my schedule that it's going to get done.
0: That's good. And then the other thing I would say is also, if you are a ministry leader, I want you to separate your personal devotional time with your study time, because when you're preparing a message, whether that's written or whether that's, you know, from the stage or whether you are a preacher and you're listening to this, you're a pastor of the church, then I want you to think about this as a separate time. You're spending time kind of like the Mary and Martha situation. You're Mary at Jesus's feet and he is teaching you at this moment. Now, can you pull this into a study? Can you pull this into a message? 100%. But first, get what you need. Just like when you're on an airplane and they tell you to put the oxygen mask on for you first before you put it on your child that's sitting next to you. That's the same thing that you want to do when you are ministering to others is to pause and consider that, listen, you need oxygen before you're going to give it to someone else. So just keep that in mind. This is your personal devotional time. And again, this is a standard operating procedure. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and talk a little bit more about the work before we take a break and so i want to dive into this because i think this is so so important and a lot of us as ministry leaders and entrepreneurs which we both are my husband is a pastor as well as a business leader in our community. And he's an entrepreneur. And so for me, I have been in ministry for, I would probably say a little bit under 20 years. And, uh, but I've also started running my business in 2018. And so right now you're listening to this is 2023. But my husband has been running his business a lot longer than me. So you have some years, you know, on me, babe. (laughs) And he is rocking it out for sure, for sure. And he's going to tell you, was it 14 years? 15. Oh, wow. 15 years. So he's been doing this for 15 years in his own business. So he's definitely got some experience. So you definitely want to listen to him today, but um, we're both going to be sharing some tips about this. And so consider the work as it relates to how you're going to perform. Like what are your standard operating procedures? What are the things that you know you have got to get done in your day, but also in your week? And so think about it this way. If someone was to come and work for you. What would be the standard operating procedures that you would have available to that person? What would be the role that they would play, right? What would they do in that job description? Because a lot of times as a solopreneur, you're going to be doing a lot of that work initially until you hire like staff or a team. But you still want to have some type of direction, some type of something written up where you know and everyone else knows what to do in that day or in that work week or in that month. So consider that. And that's what this is all about in regards to the work. So think about it like this. What's going to be after your devotion? What's going to be the first, second, third, fourth, and fifth thing that you need to accomplish to get your day going? Does that make sense? Think about it.
1: Absolutely. And you you, you really hit a good point there when it comes down to where are you in the phase of your business and ministry? Because most of us getting started, in either one of those it's you are the only person and so you wear all of the hats and initially the business or the ministry is all in your head or all in your notebook but eventually you have to get those things out on paper or in systems on a computer where other folks can follow they can follow it like starting you know point number one or start number one is Open the door, and then number two, put put the lights on. Turn the lights on. It may seem real simple, but these are the things you want to make very, very clear for others to follow. So the first seven years of my um, fitness studio was all me. You know, my wife helped out with marketing and things of like that. But as far as the day-to-day operations, these are the things that I, I had to take care of. And so with that, my business was in my head. So I had to start putting things into work and SOPs for others to come on when I started hiring and bringing other folks on. So one of the things you have to consider is as an entrepreneur, I didn't have a boss. I don't have a boss. So for me, my boss is my calendar. I've, I, that's one of the things I have to do is check at the beginning of the week, at, at the night before, and even as I go into the day, I need to see what my calendar says. What are the things that are scheduled in there? Because I need to be obedient to into the structure of my business. And so a lot of times people think, oh, I want to be an entrepreneur, so just be free and do what I want. It's Freedom doesn't bring the freedom. It's structure that brings the freedom. So the structure of your SOPs, the structure of your day-to-day operations, all of these things are going to put you in a position to grow, uh, to keep the stress down, to be able to bring on other folks. So for me, it's those things that I really need to pay attention to what my calendar says first and foremost. And so same with ministry. I have to be at staff meetings, I have to be a part of different ministry things that are going on in the week. That has to go on my calendar. So no matter what, if it's a doctor's appointment, if it's you know it's a big upcoming meeting that I need to have, I need to make sure that's on my calendar. So that's first and foremost one of the biggest things for me. And even as as parents, one thing we do with our kids, our kids uh, have you know, always have been involved in sports and extracurricular activities. And I wanted to teach them early on to be responsible in that area. So what they do is they have to put on the calendar any of their events they have coming up. And they have to tag my wife and I so that we know what's going to be going on with them, and we tell them like this has to go on a calendar, even if it's change if it changes. I need you to put it on a calendar because if it's not on my calendar, I may miss it, and that's not on me.
0: Yeah, I like that. That is so true. It is not on us. It has to get onto the calendar. The other thing I would tell you is I love how you mentioned about the calendar because that's so big, even overbooking like. If you don't have things scheduled and you're looking at it, you know, consistently, you could overbook or you could miss things. And what I like to do with my schedule is I like to set alarms. Do you like to do that, babe?
1: Absolutely. Um, I have alarms set into my calendar. Sometimes uh, for those of us who fly like a Southwest, you have to set that alarm to make sure it's exactly 24 hours so that you don't miss the time to get, you know, your 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 boarding pass and things like that. So there's a regular alarms that you can set. Uh, say, for, for instance, I don't snooze. One technique, the psychology behind it as well, I don't snooze. I will set two or three alarms uh, maybe 10 minutes apart because I really want to get up on that first one. And so for me, snoozing, and you can kind of look that up yourself, but snoozing makes things harder for you to get up in the morning too as well. So that's one system that I follow. I want to have backup in, in those particular things itself. But in my calendar, I have events that may require a 20 minute alarm, a day before alarm, or multiple ones. Sometimes I have it for both things. So once again, know what works best for you. The, these tips that we're giving you, we found tried and true for ourselves. So you may try some of these, but play around with them to see what works better for you.
0: Exactly, exactly. That's right. You know, um one of the things I would say too is thinking about when I talked about the first, the second, third, fourth, or fifth thing, one of those things could be checking your emails, right? It could be engaging on social media. A lot of us are on social media platforms. It could be just your standard morning meeting, like my husband talked about, you know, there's meetings that he has to attend. And so think about what that's going to look like, again, in your actual work week. And so what do you have to attend and what has to get onto that schedule? And again, compare it with your family schedule as well, okay? Well, I think it's time for a break. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. And when I get back, we're going to talk more about standard operating procedures for Christian ministry leaders and entrepreneurs. Stay tuned for more. All right. Well, welcome back. We're going to go ahead and talk a little bit more about these SOPs. And so we talked about the schedule already, but now we're going to move into something else, which I think is a big, big destroyer of our day is what I'd have to say, and that is distractions, the big D, right? Distractions. I would say in your SOPs, really make sure that you eliminate the distractions and kind of have a way of of doing that. Like really set that out and say, okay, watch out for distractions and then just list out about five things that can actually distract you and get them out of the way. Like literally like cross them off with a pen or something, because those things are going to just prevent you from being productive in your day and you want to be productive. So make sure that you have that stuff. Like if it's putting away your phone, if it's, you know, turning off the television, if you work at home, if it's, you know, um, I don't know what else could be a distraction, babe.
1: Well, for me, you know, I know that I really like social media. So you have to be careful of setting times when you're not going to look at the phone. Uh, We all are so glued to our phones. We're dependent upon it. And it's so easy to say, I need to have it because I need to check the email or I need to have it because I need to be in in communication with my team or my clients. But a lot of times I'm on autopilot and I'm going to look for an email and all of a sudden I hit Instagram or I hit Facebook. It's almost on autopilot. So we have to establish and know that There's times where we consume, but more than anything, we need to be more about those who are presenting information. We're those who are delivering information or or edutainment or ministry, whatever it is that you're delivering itself, and be more of a producer than a consumer. So we all have usual suspects. What is it for you? You have to really question it and be real with yourself. Is it good things that are distracting you? And we got to be able to differentiate what is a good idea, a good thing, a good activity versus a God thing. And a great thing that's really going to move the needle in your ministry or your business, because some of these things are really just getting in the way from all the things that you're really supposed to be doing.
0: Yes, that is so good. I love, love, love how you broke that down. And Another thing I think I would add to that is to set boundaries. right? I think that's pretty much like what we're saying is make sure that you have some boundaries set that no one can cross. Like even today, like I had to work on an article. I had to write this article and it really was going to take me some time. So I got away and before I started writing, I sat on my phone, do not disturb. But the only people that could get through that, right, was my family, just my husband and kids. Nobody else could get through. If my mom needed to get me, I love her so much. But guess what? She can talk to my husband. My husband's going to get to me, right? (laughs) Because I need to focus. And that's just the way that I go about doing things. So think about that. There needs to be some boundaries because no one else could get through that but my family as I was doing the work. And most of the time, they're not going to call me. They're not going to bother me while I'm working. But at least I know that if there is something going on, I know I need to break away for a moment, but then I can get back to work. So just keep that in mind. What boundaries can you actually set? And so think about those distractions, eliminate them, get them out the way so that you can have a productive day and week. All right, so let's move on to the next point. And I would say this last point is to make sure that you take time off. Take time off for you, but also make sure that you have a set time as a ministry leader, right? Or an entrepreneur, a business owner, or a ministry founder, you need to be able to set a time where you are actually going to be off. So is that 5 p.m.? Is that 6 p.m.? Like really think about what is going to be your shut off time. Do you have anything you want to add to that?
1: Absolutely. It's uh, very important, especially in today's hustle and grind culture, especially for the things that we enjoy. Most of us started a business or ministry because we felt called to it and we're passionate about it. And we can do it all day long. Just because you can doesn't mean you do it. So you have to have those times to rest, to to recover, to be you know, have your time with your family and with god and and for for fitness and wellness and all these things that you want to make sure you put in the schedule as well you know that you allow for those particular times so that you don't burn yourself out and so what days am I going to say is my Sabbath or my time for Sabbath or vacations all these things need to be incorporated because if you work hard, you need to be able to rest hard or recover hard or play hard, whatever it is that your desires are in those particular areas but You've got to say this is when I cut it off, because that work is going to be there the next day. You know, typically if you're employed, um, we have a time to get off. But a lot of times in the ministry and the entrepreneurial life, you would just keep doing it, keep doing it because it's good and because it's godly and it's you feel so led to really just keep going into it. However, that comes with the cost, and you really have to pay attention to it so that you're not getting so caught in doing those things that you're jeopardizing relationships with your family.
0: Exactly, exactly. And I think that comes down to balance, right? Balance, life management, time management, things like that. And so with that being said, I have a life management planner for busy Christian women, and I would love for you to go ahead and grab this free resource. You can check out the show notes to grab that. Um, But that is just really, really helpful for you, no matter where you are, whether that's ministry or whether you're an entrepreneur or business leader. And so also, Kel, can you tell us about the men's program that you have going on? Because I minister to women, right? Amen. Amen. I love my sisters. Yes. But I know that my sisters also have husbands or they have brothers or brothers in Christ that they can actually, you know, talk about the things that you have to offer as well. And they can share that with them. So can you share about your Lionheart program for a moment?
1: Absolutely. Um, Lionheart is peak performance coaching for Christian businessmen and ministry leaders. Uh, It was birthed out of pain. It was birthed out of um, the awareness that men need help with their purpose, their fulfillment, their joy, but also their mental health and emotional health. Uh, a lot of guys struggle, and you know we're just not really good at expressing those things. We're not good at being vulnerable and sharing our hearts, and that's the lion is the king side of it. Heart is the compassionate side. Jesus was the lion and the lamb, is the lion and the lamb, and so it's the whole man. It's the complete man, so in these different areas where men struggle, and maybe in One area is going to affect them in another area of their life. So physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, financially, any of those areas are out of whack. It's going to affect other areas. So I help guys uh, to walk stronger in their purpose. Some guys need to discover it. But at the same time, it's become the complete man or the lion fully walking in their purpose, fully fulfilling all the things that God has called them to do using their gifts. And that's what I specialize in working with guys with.
0: So one way they can actually get involved is to join the private, free Facebook community. Is that right, Cal? That's correct. Awesome, awesome. So I will go ahead and share that link in the show notes as well. So that is it for now. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode. Definitely share it with others. I think it's gonna be a blessing, not only to them, but also to you as well. All right, that's it for now. Talk to you next time. Well, I pray that this episode has helped you. Also, if you need prayer or just want to let me know how this episode has served you, you can email me directly at InsideOutWithCourtney at gmail.com. Also, be sure to connect with me on social media, subscribe to the Inside Out With Courtney podcast and blog, and don't forget to tell other women about it. I'd also love it if you could leave a review. And also, don't forget to grab a freebie of your choice at CourtneyRichard.com. If you're hosting an event, let me know all about it by visiting CourtneyRichard.com booking. Now, before I go, I just want to take a quick moment to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with me on the podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you will find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. And let me tell you something, they've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and so much more. All right, and that's it for now. Until next time, remember, Jesus Christ is coming back soon, so let's get ready from the inside out.